Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks. You are about to listen to an older episode from when this podcast used to be Intuition by Design. I hope you enjoy these older podcast episodes, but I just want to give you a heads up that at the end of this season, I made a total pivot, which took me about two years to make. So there is a gap in time between this season and the most recent one. I do, however, if you are interested, have a Patreon account that includes human design information and resources so that you can dive deeper and do some self-study. My Patreon account has other resources for you, all about intuition, social media growth and monetization, and the Akashic Records, and a bunch of different exciting topics. If you are interested in that, you can check out the show notes, and I hope you enjoy listening. You are listening to Human by Design Podcast, where every week we will break human design down into digestible bite-sized pieces, helping you to peel back the layers of your conditioning so you can better understand yourself, your friends, and your family. We will examine what it means to be a human as our truest selves. I am your host and soul coach, Tia Marie. Through human design and connecting to intuition, I bring you the tools to help guide you to your innermost truth. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Human by Design Podcast. My name is Tia Marie and I am so excited to have you here. Before we get into this week's episode, which is a part of my mini-series living your design where I go into detail with a person who has been living intuitively as their human design and kind of get some information to help integrate that so that you guys can understand what it means to actually be you know a manifester or a generator or a reflector or a projector or a manifesting generator. So this week we are talking with Miss Tanner from Card and Coffee. I love her energy, love, love, love. I've already sponsored her on one of my small business showcases, and I just can't wait to get into this episode with you guys. I think that you will find it truly enlightening. We talk a lot about overcoming, you know, childhood trauma that's caused by people not understanding who we are energetically. That being said, I do want to talk a little bit first about all the energies that have been going on. It's been a little bit crazy with all the eclipses and Mercury retrograde and I am just shifting and I am getting, you know, messages and I'm just like slowly coming to a place where I understand now that it's not just about the yin. It's not just about the yang. There's a balance to everything. So yes, 
you need to respond to things, but in a way, you also need to take action. And I'm learning that just wanting the thing is not enough. You actually need to energetically show up and tell the universe, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do in order to solidify it, to show you that this is what I want. And then everything kind of falls into place from there. I'm not saying that you need to know every step. You need to know like the how or the why. What I'm saying is you need to say, this is what I want. And then this is what I'm willing to do to, you know, show you that this is what I'm wanting. And the reason like this is so validating for me is when I was doing these limiting belief changes that, you know, you actually have to do the action steps to, to solidify them, to integrate them, to like say, yes, this is the belief that I'm going to actually act upon from now on. So why wouldn't that apply to everything else? So I've been getting a lot of like confusing and conflicting, you know, messages lately. And the thing that I'm finding so surprising is even though like the messages I'm getting to take action, to take assertive action is actually like all coming to me in such a divine way. I'm seeing all the numbers. I'm seeing all the numbers and I'm like, I can't deny that this is something that I need to know and I need to follow right now. So I wrote to my intuition and I was like, what is this? Do I need to act or do I need to surrender? And it basically told me that, you know, it's not either, it's both. You know, you can't just have one without the other. So it's about finding balance and finding that yin and yang. It's not always about taking the action, but it's not always about waiting. It's understanding energetically when it's appropriate for you to start taking those steps. And I also got a question recently on the Rise Above group, and it was asking about like, how do you know when you're responding to something that you should take the step to do it? And it's just understanding energetically what it is that you need to do to solidify that action, to solidify like, yes, this is what I want. And I'm feeling that energy to move forward. Now, that being said, there's going to be times when you understand the actions that you need to take but they're not fitting into energetic alignment with you. What do you do then? And I felt this so many times over this experiment, which is something that I, I've come to like so deeply, deeply appreciate is that sometimes you're not going to feel like doing it. And that's okay. And sometimes you'll still be aligned with doing the, the work. Even though... Mentally, you just don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you'll go through the motion because the deadline is there and that's okay. It's not okay when it's like literally draining you of your life. If something is literally draining you of your life and you're miserable and you're clearly not in alignment with it anymore, that's when you need to reassess what it is that you're doing. Are you putting your energy into too many different focal points? Are you not clear enough about what it is that you want? When you get crystal clear about what it is that you want and then how you're going to take that first step towards achieving it, that's when the universe is going to show up for you and bring you the next step. That's when you're going to find that aligned action. 
So there have been many times where, okay, deadline is here. I need to post an episode and I just haven't felt it. But I did my best prior to coming on here and talking with you guys to get into that energetic alignment because I knew the deadline was here. And I did it. And I showed up and I think energetically I portrayed myself as like being in alignment with doing the episode. Even though that initial alignment wasn't quite there. So it's learning what the balance is. Learning when you're initiating inappropriately versus initiating because you're aligned with the action. And learning how to align yourself with the correct actions for you. And I think that in the spiritual community there's too much of the there's too much I it's I you know the the mind right now is like, oh if you say this people are gonna think you're wackadoodle, but I don't really care. Um, you know, there's too much of this kind of hoping and wishing and waiting for things and not enough action. And it's like In my own experience, yes, I've manifested so many things just by like setting the intention and then letting it go. But there are certain things like long-term goals that the more you sit on it, the less likely you're moving towards it. It's easy to manifest a new car. That's not something that takes that long for you to manifest. If you're manifesting an entire lifestyle change, if you're manifesting, you know, a business, if you're manifesting huge things in your life, there's going to be some actions that you need to take. And learning how to get yourself into alignment to take those actions is what's going to get you there. And I know a few people have already told me like, well, Aren't you just putting too much importance on the outcome? But if it's something that you truly desire, something that you're truly worthy of having, why can't you expect the outcome? I understand that, you know, you don't want to be dependent emotionally on the outcome. But why can't you have an expectation that, By doing the things and showing up energetically when you're in alignment, it's going to get you to that outcome. And I can give you so many examples in my life. Um, Personally, right now, I'm going through a physical transformation. I spent much of the last two years trying to manifest weight loss, trying to manifest it through wishing, through unattachment, through letting go, And I can tell you, none of it was action step orientated. It was eat what felt in alignment at that moment. But if I didn't set the exact intention, if I didn't set the expectation of my outcome, then the actions that I was taking was not in alignment with the outcome I wanted. And that's when I started visualizing how I wanted to act in specific certain, you know, situations. I've started visualizing when I'm around sweet, sticky, yummy, sugary, refined toxins, because basically your body cannot process the amount of sugars that we as a country or we in general as human beings have become accustomed to eating. It's literally toxic for your body. And so... 
I understand where people are, you know, you need to have more body positivity, but the fact of the matter is sugar in high amounts is toxic. In the amounts that I was physically eating over the last two years, it was toxic. And not setting that expectation of this is how I'm going to act when I'm around sugar, my ego was just like, oh, well, it's there, it looks good, and I want it. And so for my understanding is that a lot of intuitive eating comes from a place of ego because how many people are really tapped in and listening to their intuition, listening to their inner voice? And while I, I, I started to get into that place where I was listening to my intuition, the ego would try to argue and fight. And I would be so emotionally drained from everything that was going on in my life at the time that I would just surrender. I would just say, you know what? I'm in a place of surrender. I can eat what I want because I believe that it's possible for me to be the weight I desire just by the fact that I believe it and not take any actual affirmative action to become healthier. Um, So this is where I think I personally struggle And where the ego and I have been having some really interesting conversations with my inner voice about what it is that is the actual correct balance. And it's all about balance. And what I really love, because this brings me back to today's episode, what I really love is what Tanner says in this episode about balance. And I bring myself back to it every time. Balance is not in a single day. Balance can be over a course of many days. It can be in a week, it can be in a month, it can be an entire year. So learning when it's appropriate to act, when it's appropriate to surrender, when it's appropriate to get yourself into the alignment, to physically get yourself into the alignment that you need to do to do the action, and to understand that resistance isn't always the enemy. Sometimes resistance means that there's something about us in our mindset that we need to actually do something to change. Because you cannot tell me that eating shitloads of sugar in any way and just having the mindset that it's okay to toxify my body, like that is not, that is not okay. And I'm not arguing for the sake of arguing. I understand that there are people out there who have different beliefs and you're welcome to have them. I'm just telling you that I've seen so many people in my life with diabetes who are in denial, who don't do anything to correct it because they can, but they choose not to. So I have come to this place where I'm learning that there are things that I need to filter through. There are things that I need to listen to. And ultimately, like the place where I find the most peace, the most surrender, the most clarity is when I, every morning, step into that space and I journal with my intuition. Because beyond anything else, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And I think that goes for anybody. Beyond anything else, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. What matters is what's in your true core being. So you may disagree with me and that's completely fine. Your inner being might disagree with me and that's completely fine. 
But what you need to find is that inner balance within yourself and it doesn't look perfect. It doesn't come over the course of one day. It's cumulative. And with that, I believe we're ready to start the interview. I am interviewing today Tanner Ashley Chow, and she is a writer, an editor, and intuitive strategy consultant. She uses her background in storytelling, writing, and developing intuition to help other entrepreneurs tap into their own intuitive strategy and their business. You can find her on Instagram as card.and.coffee. And she is at cardandcoffee.com. All right. So today I have Tanner here from Cards and Coffee. And by the way, when I like first saw your Instagram, I like instantly loved it. I was like, oh my God, these are like two of my, like some of my favorite things. Um, And what really excited me was that you reached out to me after my son's episode that I did with him about being a mini manifester. And you're like, oh my God, I resonated with that so much. And I thought, what an exciting thing to like have you as an adult manifester on my show to talk about being a manifester. (laughs) Yes. Like I, I remember listening to that episode and feeling like, oh, my childhood, like, makes so much more sense now, and, you know, the other thing that drawed me to that is this perspective, at least the, the little bit of diving that I've done, is that I think there is a good amount of information for a parent like yourself to, to handle, and <laughs> the best word I can come up with to handle and um, support a manifester child, but, like, as an adult, you know, I could spend my life doing a lot of unlearning and unconditioning, but I'm, there's not too much that I've personally found to like support, okay, outside of the unlearning or unconditioning, then what, (laughs) you know, then what do you do? And so, yeah, that's, you know, part of the reason I was like drawn to you and you've got such good energy and I'm like, I made a new friend. This is good. We're going to be some buddies now. And I'm, I'm so excited about that. Oh my gosh. Um, I want you to tell me a little bit about how you found out about human design and then like, what was your initial reaction to your type? So the facilitator in the mastermind that I'm in, she, um, brought it up because we're always talking about, you know, different spiritual things that we find out about or read in books. And I I use her to kind of supplement what books to find sometimes because I'm an, I'm also an editor. So I spend a lot of time reading for my job. So I don't get a lot of pleasure time to read. It's a lot of audio books and recordings and podcasts, but she mentioned human design and I had not heard of it. And, you know, I start the Google search is where you go. I go to Google. I'm like, if there's a Wikipedia page, I'll skim it to like get a basis. And then I'll start going from there. And, um, I think it was the, um, the Jovian yes. website or something was the first free chart that I could find. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, here's my spam email to like send all my stuff to like, I'm so prepared. Right. And you know, this chart pops up. And I'm like, it looks really dope, but I have no idea what any of this means. (laughs) I'm like, what's with all these like numbers and channels and these, these different points on the body. And then it just has, you know, your profile, your authority and, and, 
um, the incarnation crossed up, like all these things. And I'm like, okay, more research. So Mm -hmm. I settled to just look, I think at the first three things that popped up on my chart and, you know, being like, okay, okay. Yes, this makes sense. But when the word manifester had first popped up, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I, I don't know what that means. And, you know, I'm big into law of attraction. I'm big into universal law. So I was like, all right, well, you know, start seeing like, what, what does it mean to be a manifester? And of course, and this is no slight to anybody who may be, may be in possession of these sites, but the little bit you find are on these early 2000-esque websites of like old unupdated information and old blogs and and the graphics like they're cute and they're precious but it has a certain era to it it's like oh (laughs) I am down deep in the woo hole and I I know I found it when it's like you get to that point of the internet I'm like okay this is cool and then you know the next place you go is YouTube and I started looking a little bit at YouTube and (laughs) My patience meter was like, no, like did yeah. not want to sit through these like hour long, two hour long seminars people record. I'm like, I just want the quick and dirty. I want to start to understand what this is. And, and then I'm like, why don't I look on Instagram? Why don't I start looking around? And, um, I ended up connecting with you through a mutual because of course, once you start talking about something, it all just starts popping up. So I'm like, sweet. She's awesome. And, you know, and then from there, I'm like, okay, this is how I'm going to get my information is from somebody else like me. (laughs) Somebody in this century. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then how did you, like, connect with that, like, being a manifester with that energy? Was it like, oh, my God, like, this has been the answer? Or is it like, just like, oh, yeah. I think it's a very well well-rounded perspective even you know given that there's not a lot a lot of information out there um the little bits of nuggets that I do find I'm like okay you know like this makes a lot of sense and one thing I appreciated about human design early on is that you your chart and all of that like evolves with you as you grow like I like astrology I you know I look at my sun sign, my moon sign, and rising, that's about it. But it's very much like a snapshot mm-hmm. of that time. And it there's a little bit of, ironically, stagnant energy, I think, you know, trying to look forward from a single snapshot. Um, I didn't feel as much of an evolution always, you know, between, you know, <laughs> the full moon I was born under and now. Like, I mean, I'm affected by it, but it's not very explanatory as far as, like, how do I conduct my behavior for myself? How do I, you know, handle these things with myself? But I remember reading something, one of one of the, like, five web pages that I had found about manifestors. And I was like, your, your aura, your energy is very repelling, and people are intimidated by it. And I, like, I talked to my boyfriend. I'm like, honey, do I repel people? Am I, like... Do I give off this energy? Am I like blocked off? And he's like, well, actually. And I'm like, no way. He's like, no, like with me, you're fine. With your, with your close chosen view, you're fine. But do you know when we go out in public, how much you're like 
on the defense, you're like, don't look me in the eye. Don't look at me. Like, I will, I will mess you up if you like walk too close to me. I'm like, you know what? As I've gotten older, I've definitely become a lot more like, I want to be in public, but nobody talk to me. Like, I want to be in public, but just leave me alone, you know? Oh my God, that's too funny. And the thing I think is that everyone has this idea that they they would rather be a manifester than whatever it is they already are because they're so conditioned to, to want to do the things that like a manifester is capable of. But I don't think they understand and like realize like I see it in my son, you know, I, I feel for him like seeing how, you know, either people are going to be drawn to him or they're going to like totally reject him. And that rejection and seeing that in him, like, crushes me. So, like, I can, like, only imagine how he feels. Um, Did it, like, give you any, like, aha or insight into your, like, childhood, like, specific events or anything like that, um, you know, around your upbringing when you realized all of this? Oh, my God, yes. Um, All the things of my childhood made sense, so... When I started my spiritual journey, I think the first thing I, like, latched onto of anything from the spiritual community is, I'm an empath. Oh, my God, I'm an empath. That's why I'm so dramatic. That's why I was just this overly emotional child. Like, cool. And, you know, that was five or six years ago. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten more woke since then, as the kids would say. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing wrong with empaths. However, it is, I treat empaths empathic abilities as it's a characteristic Mm -hmm. I don't that is not an identity I if you bless your heart if you're still on the just just the moniker of I'm an empath you you got more work to do because you're actually an intuitive and you're giving your power away Mm -hmm. sweetheart I love you don't do that um it's like a gateway for a whole nother day but when I started reading a little bit more about you know manifest your children and then really like you know, every time you've spoken about your son, you know, so sweet and and just, you know, precious and very wise, you know, I remember looking back at any time that I would, I would daydream a lot. I'd fantasize a lot, but I would also speak it. And I, like, there's one time I don't know why this one sticks out, but it's kind of like an umbrella example. We were out at dinner and I was talking to my mom and I couldn't have been older than like 10 or 11, right? Like college is years away. And I'm like, mom, what if when I get to college, you know, I live on the other side of the country and I do a road trip and all this stuff, which by the way, I actually like kind of did, but in in a long roundabout way. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm like, what if I did this or lived in another country? And not that she was trying to be cynical, but, you know, a single mom, we were living, you know, in a trailer at the time and, you know, we're making ends meet and we still love flipping coupons. You know, I understand her, her, her mentality of, you know, realistic, trying to be realistic, not necessarily trying to be cynical, but trying to be realistic. And, and since then, you know, she's opened herself up so much more to these, to these things with universal law. So we get, we've just kind of grown up together in that way. But I remember any moment like that where I would have an idea or talk about something or, or I say, I want to do something, even if I didn't intend on doing it in the moment, just getting like a high an energetic high from like this idea, this wanting to initiate essentially, if it was not met with anything short of like 
equal reciprocated enthusiasm, it would feel like really like I was being punished in some way. Like it's the, the more dramatic of a response of like a no or that can't happen or like that's not going to work or the interrogation of well how are you going to do this how are you going to do that it felt like like I was so small I felt like I was being punished that I wasn't trusted and that I think is where a lot of like the trauma would come from when it comes to the strategy of trying to inform Mm -hmm. because like I I believe you said it and other people have said it like you know manifest their children their strategy is still to inform but they do need to ask for permission because you know they're a child and they you know they're still new to the world and that's you know how these family dynamics work but I it was never explained to me in the way I've heard you explain it for your son like you're informing me and that's the most important part Mm -hmm. you know is the the permission and I didn't understand that I thought you know I was just getting in trouble for being dramatic and daydreamy and whimsical and 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 playful and all those things and you know it was never anyone's intention but there's so much of you don't understand how these perspectives how these words how these emotions and attitudes really shape and affect different children for different reasons and it can be super overwhelming to, you know, sit back and think about like, if I was a teacher, like, Oh my God, I'd have to learn all my 25 plus kids for the 10 year school or 10 year, 10 month school year, what all of their authorities are, what all of their strategies are. Mm -hmm. And like, like that sounds overwhelming, but it's like, you know, it's a perspective and it it can work like, and it, and it could be a lot more efficient. Like we already do that to some degree with different, different, um, categories like reading levels, or if they have quote unquote behavioral issues, or if they have, you know, certain, um, learning assistance that they need, it's like, okay, well slap a woo bandaid on it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like, it's just so interesting. I think it's from the, from a human design perspective, And another thing I really appreciate about it is that the emphasis on, like, we do need each other, like, different people need each other for different roles and different reasons and, you know, our different strategies and how really there's that harmony in it and also learning how to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, like my boyfriend, I know this much, he's a generator and, you know, I can ask him yes or no questions, but also I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, this is just from my perspective and it's probably not true for everyone, but someone like my boyfriend could probably go years or most of his life without learning some of these strategies or learning these different tools and function just fine. Right. Understanding like I get tired at the end of the day. I, I work till I'm exhausted. I, I'm loyal to the people I'm loyal to. I work. I, I know if this is a yes or no and not need the perspective necessarily. But so when I try to explain it to him, he's very open. I just do a bad job of explaining it. So I'm like, honey, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out for you. And then I'll share with you later, but you're doing fine. It's more me. Um, you know, but we also work really well together and, um, and I'm, you know, becoming more aware of the, 
the different boundaries between, you know, our different Hmm. authorities or different strategies and stuff, but also like how we need each other in that way. Like he is so like sacredly rooted. Like it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's, and I, and I just get kind of jealous of that endurance in a way that physical endurance because I don't have that that's another big thing oh my god when I figured that out about being a manifester I about flipped out because I'm like okay I'm not crazy because I have felt guilty and shameful for so long watching like my friends who are moms going to school full-time and working full-time and like I get exhausted getting out of bed some days Mm -hmm. And, like, I want to do a lot, but some days it's not like that. And sometimes I'll go through periods where, like, I just, I can't keep up in that way. And I would shame myself and Mm -hmm. feel so guilty because I'm, like, I look at someone else. I'm, like, if you're able to do that, why can't I? Like, am I, am I any lesser than? Am I, you know, making it worse than it seems? But I'm, like, everything that I've found from, like, a couple different you know, manifestors online, a couple of shorter YouTube videos that aren't like an hour long. There's a lot of like emphasis on like, you need that rest. Mm -hmm. You need that downtime. And, you know, this past month, it's been made very clear to me. It's not just the physical rest. It's the mental rest because I've been burning myself out on the um, mental aerobics I've been putting myself through. And I've had a friend say to me, like, I think you're burnt out. I'm like, I haven't done anything in the last like three weeks and she's like no you sound burnt out and I'm like oh okay then if I haven't been doing anything physically I've been sitting around thinking way too much yeah and the thing is when I took your chart apart um your body is that ego manifester so the the ego center gives you that willpower to get work done but I think what people mistake is like that is very cyclic that is not on all the time you have to take breaks with that so you know even though you have that motor center to give you that like drive when you need to do it like there are definite times when you're going to be doing nothing and you just have to be okay with it um but when I when I split your um body and mind apart you're actually a mental projector so like all of that acrobats that are going on in your mind it's like really you just need like those people in your life to be a sounding board to um in conjunction to like informing people so understanding that you have like some projector quality to you and that can be like super helpful in like getting deeper into like the layers of like who you are so like yeah you have this motor but there are also qualities to you that are more like a projector so like even more so you're not meant to like do the heavy lifting all the time (laughs) so it's just permission you know and I think especially like as you're talking about like your childhood what came to mind to me is like when I first like started learning this I realized how often I was telling him no so instead of telling him no I would say Maybe not today, but we can find another way to do it. Or you can think of another way to do it. So it's not necessarily like, it's me saying I don't have the energy to to give you what you want right now, but that doesn't mean it's a forever no. So like kind of allowing him to have that like boundary, but also understanding that like it's not a definite permanent no. 
Um, and I think that's been really helpful in our relationship together because I know he used to really kind of, even like as a child, like resent the fact that I would say no all the time. And he'd look at me and be like, I want to ask for something, but you're just going to tell me no. And oh I, my God. Yeah. I know that, like, I still deal with that. I'm like, I know it's just going to be a no. It's so like deep rooted of like, I don't even want to ask. Yeah. I don't even want to put the energy and it's, it's, you know unfortunately kind of this defeatist energy and a lot of that I think as an adult comes from Mm -hmm. self-talk like self-talk and but as a child like you know you're just rebounding and responding to your environment the energies around you and and I I remember those feelings very well from childhood and you know listening to everything like you you talk about like how your different strategies with your son like I think you know you're doing such a great job you know you're very mindful of those things and what came up for me while you were talking is just like um finding a way maybe like as he gets a little bit older and this is not me trying to tell you how to parent but like (laughs) this is the this is my channeled message that came through of just like being mindful of making sure he doesn't feel like he has to wait to be deserving of something. Mm. Cause that was a really big thing for me. And I think that's, you know, still something I, I, I work through is feeling like I have to earn mm. and deserve and be worthy and like eat your dinner before you get your dessert. Mm. Like I have to, and that goes back to, to working. Uh, I have to work really hard to earn the downtime, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't remember, it must've been you or somebody else saying like, like bribing a manifester. And I was like, dude, yes, bribe me, hands <laughs> down, bribe me. And I will be, I will do it. Like if you bribe me with like, I used to tell my coworkers, um, when I used to work at an hourly job, I'm like, you bring me Starbucks and ask me to do something. I will do it. You will be my favorite person forever. It is so easy to bribe me. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I need the reward. And that's and that's good because I know you thought of me and you went mm-hmm. out of your way. But I'm like, yes, bribe me. It is not a bad thing. It's absolutely not a bad thing. And knowing that a reward isn't that far out of reach or even, you know, occasionally having the reward like right there on the table. You know, it's like I see it as real. I think, of course, you know, any, anyone who's not a manifester and wants to be a manifester has that idea of like, oh, you can just manifest anything you want. And I'm like, the, the, the visceral way manifestation works for me is, is crazy. And I think it's very much the different extremes that anyone can feel like if they're working specifically with the law of attraction or any of the other universal laws. Cause like, you know, if I, if I see it, it's like, oh, okay, like this is reality, but really tapping into beyond the reality that is in front of me, like, you know, it, it takes a minute. It's a little bit of a struggle sometimes mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm still human, but like once you get there and click, it's like boom, 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 boom. But the, the energy of even shifting into that, you know, I think takes maybe longer sometimes than someone, you know, that you hear in the hot seat on an Abraham workshop tape and they're just like, I made this much money in like three months and it's been blah, 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 blah. And I started listening to you like a week ago or whatever. And I'm like, I've been doing this for years and mm-hmm. that has not happened for me. Yet. I wonder, <laughs> so I wonder if some of it is like 
related or tied into like self-worth and childhood like if if that like actually like affects your ability as an adult to go and get the things you want and manifest on that level like having to heal those wounds could definitely affect your ability to kind of like manifest things because you you know on this level and understanding like that that's who you are energetically but you were told like a different story all your life you know what I mean so like people who are manifestors out there that are walking around with these like childhood wounds, like they're real. You, you, you gotta like dig into that and then realize that you are worthy of asking for whatever it is that you want. Um, cause I think this goes for anybody, you know, not just manifestors. Right. So it's like, there's one thing that I really wanted to talk about and it's like, I know for me, like, there are times in my life where I felt like I wasn't nurtured all the time, and that was because I had siblings who needed more nurturing than I did. So when I feel that repelling in my son's aura, like, my response is to, like, step away from that and, like, take a breath back. But I've tried to train myself to say, like, no, when he's repelling me, that's, like, when he needs me more as a child. So I've like made it an effort to, even though I feel like he's pushing me away, like to be there even more for him because I'm getting a little emotional here. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I just feel like so many people are responding that way to someone like this. Like they, like you said, you have the people in your life who stay there, you know, who show up even though you have that aura about you. And I think that, um, you know, it's so important if you have a manifester in your life to not, not like let their aura just push you away, like to, to be there for them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's something that will make a lot of sense as you mature, like for me. And I did not realize the degree to which I'm, I've been repelling in other ways. Like, you know, you just speaking right now about like your, your son when he's in those moments and it's very repelling energy, like, you know, and I think this came more from me, like, you know, once I hit puberty and then from there on, I'm just like, mom, stop. Like even to this day at 25, I'm like, stop it, mom. But I would, I'm, I'm remembering now, like there would be moments where I'm just in my own stuff. Like I'm just in my own, mood and moment and I and I don't realize most of the time how loud my inner world is and how the fact that the outer world doesn't hear it I'm just very so present in that inner world and so like my mom would you know want affection or a hug and I would just be like get off get off get off don't touch me and it's not like anything was wrong but it's more of like I physically don't want to be touched. I physically don't want it affection. I physically like want to be left the heck alone. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with her. And then like, bless her heart. She, of course, you know, feel a little hurt. Cause she just, you know, wants some attention. She wants some affection, you know? And I explained to her, it's like, I need a heads up. I don't want mm-hmm. like to be like sneak attack. Sometimes I like being asked because then I can like prepare for a second. And also, you know, I will go bug her more often than not, especially, you know, like as a kid, I would bug her more often when she had left me alone for a while. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if he's kind of, like, up my butt, and this is true for anybody, I'm like, if you leave me alone for a little bit, I will miss you real quick. <laughs> like, I will come, and I will curl up, and just talk your ear off. And it's very interesting, too, that, you know, that's the case with some of these bonds, but then, you know, if I look at, like, my boyfriend or something, like, if, you know, I don't get informed right away of something, like, literally something innocent to the degree of, oh, yeah, they took us out to lunch today at this place because so-and-so is leaving work, and it's, like, five hours later, and I'm like, how did I not know about this, you know, <laughs> like, it, it feels, like, logically wrong, even though rationally I know it's okay, like, I'm not, like, oh, my God, what are you doing, you can't do that, but it's mm-hmm. more of, like, it feels like it doesn't compute in my brain sometimes, you know, and I'm just, like, okay, like, did you have fun? And I'm aware enough, like, most people don't operate like that, Tanner, so it's okay, just keep talking, like, it's not about you, (laughs) it's not about you, like, he had a good day, like, focus more on that, so I think, like, as a manifester adult, kind of being aware of, not my pitfalls, but those moments of where it it's very easy to slip unconsciously into these these patterns mm-hmm. right of like pushing people away oh my god like i what my my advice looking back is to watch out for that defeatist attitude it's it's super dramatic super melodramatic um put him put him in a choir line or in theater or something <laughs> like let us have a creative outlet, but, like, that defeatist attitude will mm-hmm. stick with you, like, glue, and it's feeling misunderstood by the world. It's feeling misunderstood. Like, I think people like me, and I think I'm a nice, nice person, but when, you know, my mom or my boyfriend says, like, I think you're being, like, a little mean to me, and I'm like, I'm not mean. Why do you think I'm mean? And then I'm like, oh, I have been mean, but I haven't been mean on purpose what will happen is I kind of unconsciously switch off. I go more inward and you know, that repelling energy will come out. So like my, like my shell of a human body will be like, no, go away. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? And it's just reacting. It's just reacting. And I'm like, I, you know, don't like to hear that, but you know, as a teenager, I, it'd be a lot more, of course, dramatic because I didn't understand. But like now I'm like, Oh, okay they say this to me because they love me and they know I'm not really like this. It's just like a moment and I don't want to be mean to them or rude or a moody brat. I need to check myself before I wreck myself (laughs) and, and it's all good and it's all okay. And, and, um, you know, they, they know me for who I am. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would definitely call back the, defeatist kind of attitude the melodrama the the understanding and the misunderstanding of the world I that comes a lot from the value piece because I still deal with this a feeling like and maybe this is a lot of where I've held myself back and energetically I know I know this to be true of like manifestors don't play by the rules like Mm -hmm. I could cold email somebody and probably get, like, the response I'm looking for. I haven't done it because I haven't felt like it right now. But (laughs) someone's, like, gives me a task or they're, like, you know, you have to do this this way with this duplicate action, this strategy. You have to, like, send 
20 emails every day or whatever. And I sit back and I go, I know I could send like five in a week and get the exact same response. Like I know that much, like energetically, I know, but at the same time, the understanding and the reflection of the majority of the population, the value system of work till you fall asleep, work 50 hour weeks and, you know, sacrifice and commit and and all these things and why aren't you producing why aren't you running why aren't you making and creating and and work 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 hustle 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 I'm like dude I'm tired like Mm. I I can't do that and then I think I have those moments of you know I like to think of ego being like the human nature anchor we have in this life like it ain't going anywhere Mm -mm. but like ego is very much like but nobody else does it that way Nobody else is going to see you the way you see you. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So there's this, you know, this, this back and forth. But, like, on a higher self level, I have that bird's eye view. And I understand. The only thing I'm really fighting is myself and the limiting beliefs around it. And part of me has, you know, the, like, I don't care if no one likes me or doesn't like this thing. I'm going to do it because I feel called to it. And then the other part's like, well, Somebody's got to give you money at some point, you know. Who's got to pay the bills? I'm like, I don't know. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot there to the picture, but having having these like things not justify poor behaviors, old patterns, you know, less less than sexy behaviors around relationships or um, operating in the world, like. And I think the same thing, whether it's, you know, astrology or tarot or numerology is like, these things are not here to justify your, your, your bad attitude about something or your, you know, your less than perfect, you know, behaviors. It's to shine a light on what's going to come out when you're unconscious, when you're not being mindful, when you're not checking in, not only with your body, but with your higher self, what's just going to flow out and, having the awareness of it will help so much like talking things out as a manifester like literally like I have to talk things out helps so much because I'll go (laughs) all over the spectrum within like a 30 minute conversation with my boyfriend but I also have to be mindful of he's a generator I give I give him a scenario and in his head he's like okay this is what's gonna happen mm-hmm. I can get behind it and then like five minutes later I've talked us into another scenario and mm-hmm. he's like okay this is so now this is what's gonna happen and in the course of like thirty minutes he's so confused and I'm over here like I got so much clarity I understand everything <laughs> and he's like I don't know what's happening with our life and I'm like. I can't always do that. Like I can always talk to him, but I also have to be mindful of like how he operates mm-hmm. and how he's going to absorb because like, he's going to want to help, but he's going to get on board with like scenario one or three, but I'm on scenario 10 mm-hmm. and he's going to be like, wait, what the hell is happening? Where are we now? <laughs> Where are we now? Like, I thought we talked about this. It's like, no, remember I was just like working out this idea. And he's like, I thought we were going to go do this thing. And I'm like, no, um, you're just helping me think. So it does kind of help to have like different, mm-hmm. different resources, but also, you know, knowing how to journal in a healthy way, like journaling has been such a, like 
life raft for me. Like I'm a writer, but like journaling specifically because, you know, part of me is like my teenage daughter's going to look at this one day when she's 16 and angsty and be like, gosh, mom, you're just so embarrassing. So dramatic. You're like talking to yourself and I don't understand. (laughs) It's so back and forth on, on paper. It looks back and forth, but I can see over the course of like a month or two months or three months, like, how all over the map I am on, on things, but it's more of talking out these ideas and being pleasantly surprised that a lot of those ideas aren't new. I've been thinking them for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of forget about your own genius and wisdom sometimes. I, I like to think that I plan on burning all of my journals before my son gets to the point where he's going to read them. I'd be like, nope, don't learn from mommy's mistakes. Make your own. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's a different story. It's different. So yeah. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk a little bit about your business because I'm really excited to, like, to be finding these people that are of these different designs and they have their own businesses and, like, kind of comparing notes to, like, what is, like, actually out there versus, like, what the reality is. So do you want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing? Because I know it's, like, kind of, like, all the things. It's all, it's very much like the, the manifestor attitude of like, I do a little bit of this and that and, and all these things. And I'm, I'm interested in multiple avenues, but, um, yeah, I want to add and contribute to the conversation. Cause of course that was one of the first things I'm like, how do manifestors like operate in business? Like, what do they do for a living? And I'm, and like, no one gives me a straight answer. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to figure it out. So, um, when I began, you know, my spiritual journey, I was, like 20 or 21. So like, like four or five years ago. And, um, I've always kind of been a writer, you know, my mom's an English teacher. So like, duh, um, it just, you know, it's one of those things like, of course you write, of course you do these, do all the, the literature kind of stuff. But, um, writing and tarot really like came forward for me as tools and the synchronicities, the, the, the reflections in, in both of these tools is, the irony is never lost on me. It's always really funny. And then now having this perspective of like, you know, I'm here to inform, um, you know, what my not self is, how to like kind of transmute that energy a little bit. And, you know, the initiating thing is still like, I get it, but I cannot put it into words. Like energetically, I understand. And so like with writing, of course, like that's how I inform. That's how I I share and I used to always say like writing is just my way of making sense of the world from my perspective and I don't think I've had anyone be like your writing is crap like literally if I publish something online like someone's like this is fantastic and I'm like cool I should probably do this more often (laughs) (laughs) I should probably like keep my blog updated more often but like I have been writing on um this website called medium which is also ironic, but it's not like that, but it is like that a little bit, but it's, it's a, it's a site for writers and for readers and it's, it's got a really cool thing going on. So like, it's a, it's another motivation to like get back into, um, not only creating in this way, but really like exercising the informing muscles, because like, if that's like all I got to do, I'm like, okay, cool. But then what? And that's kind of where like, I kind of have to take a step back on certain things. Um, but it of course makes sense. I'm like, it's so simple. 
and my my human monkey brain wants to make it more complicated like all of us like here is a simple answer it might be hard sometimes it might be challenging but it's super simple just stick and focus to that and I'm like no there's got to be more to it than this and they're like no here you go spirits like we're handing it to you on a silver platter and I'm like no it's got to be weirder than this it's got to be more complex like I gotta bend over backwards but like no seriously just do these things I'm like no so there's a lot of that um and then, like, card and coffee, like, came, of course, from, like, I'm addicted to coffee and, you know, pulling a card, drink your coffee. And um, it came after I started doing tarot readings for about a year or so. And this was, again, around the same time, like, everything happened for me. So I've read tarot for, again, about four or five years, if not longer, because I had the deck for a while before I gave my first reading to somebody not just myself of like what does this mean and flipping through a book and all this stuff so um I actually I think it was the beginning of 2019 I've actually pulled tarot services off my site and I've stopped offering them for a while and I'm feeling the pull to bring them back but really setting a hard boundary um there are there have been times when it's been either a client I've never met before or a client who also happens to be a friend where I energetically, I understand the initiation, you know, initiating a conversation, initiating these ideas and passing along the message. Like I'm not here to read your fortune and tell you when you're going to be a millionaire. Like this is what comes up. This is my style of doing it. This is how spirit comes through. And you know, like it or don't, and everyone's been super nice to me, and I'm really grateful no one's called me a devil child, but <laughs> but I could feel the energetic misunderstanding of dependency, mm. and I knew then that I do not have the authority necessarily to fulfill that, you know, it's up to you. You go get a reading not to have all your problems solved. You go to reconnect with spirit, to reconnect with your guides, to hear what you've been hearing probably for weeks but have been too stubborn to listen to or to get a little insight and also like, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour or longer have, you know, a friend that's connected to it too. Um, but I, I'm not there to solve your problems. And, and, I, and that's the problem too is I wish I could. If I could wave a magic wand and this reading be like exactly what you need to hear, which it totally is, but people would come back to me a couple months later and they're like, yeah, this thing, whatever, and what you said was right, but you know, I'm still going through all this stuff and I'm like frustrated because I'm like, why didn't you listen to me? And it's not so much like listen to me, Tanner, the person, the human, but like, why didn't you listen to spirit, your, your channeled message? Like why, why? And and I don't, and I think this is a little bit of like projection of like, what if someone blames me because of whatever, I'm like, you have your own free will and you know, that comes with a thick skin. So that was one thing I needed to take a step back from with offering services and really think about why I do it. And I still use tarot every day and, and, you know, I'm wanting to bring it back with harder boundaries, but one of those boundaries is that I love my friends so much. They have been so supportive since I was doing this as tarot by Tanner, just, hey, I do card readings, come <laughs> see me up at the shop, come see me at Starbucks, like, it's cool, like, when I 
first started charging for my services. Like that was an ordeal of my mentor was like, you got to charge people for this. And I'm like, okay, um, I'll try my best. Like it's, it's $20. And they're like, okay. And here's a tip. I'm like, Oh, okay. That was easy. Um, but I, I boohooed about this to my boyfriend the other night, like getting a few things out and, and I've, I've been reflecting on this for a while. So all my friends, anyone who knows me that may be listening and at some point, I love you so much, but what has been the disappointing miscommunication is I will get a direct message on Instagram or someone will comment on a post on Facebook and they're like, I need a reading soon. And I'm like, I haven't seen you in months or I haven't talked to you in weeks or tell me hi it's when it's slid into conversation of like oh and by the way I need a reading and I know it's like part of it is like I'm interested in this thing like I genuinely want one at some point and this is why I stopped doing readings at the bar because they're drunk and they never they never absorb it at all or (laughs) or they interrupt me I've done readings just about everywhere Mm -hmm. um and and so it's like I understand that but like what the reflection comes up for me is that you offer this service whether I think of it as a parlor trick or not you offer this thing therefore I only really want to come to you for this value and then if you don't offer this value or it doesn't come through then I'm going to blame you and that's like kind of like the chain trigger of of that and so like of course I've had to pull Tara away and um I tried expanding my single session readings to fit in like I don't know if it was a full hour, like half an hour of like coaching after doing a spread. And I was like, this is going to fix the problem of like, I've initiated you. Now let's talk about it. And sometimes, but it would very quickly turn into like, I just want to complain about my stuff. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not a therapist and I don't get paid for those rates. Otherwise I would love to listen to you. And, and so I'm like, okay, that's not right either. So I think presently for the time being, just to kind of like, ease back into doing it because I still feel called to do it and to offer it but also setting those boundaries is that for the time being until I change my mind and feel inspired to do otherwise I'm only going to offer readings through email whether I include a recording or not but I'm just going to stick to email readings um outside of like people maybe local to me and those I can be even more selective about but I get to kind of protect my energy and I kind of, you know, get to ease back into not feeling like I'm putting on a show in some way. And, you know, whenever you're doing a reading, whenever you're especially working with something like tarot, you got to tuck your ego into bed and like give it an ambient. Like you, you got to like silence your ego, which is really hard. And that's always a challenge. And it's something that you have to work with continuously. So if ego has been, kicking and screaming for a while it's gonna feel weird doing a reading and even moments when I've done readings and I'm like that was a load of crap like I was not on it they're like dude you were so on point and so specific blah and I'm like okay cool like that's good to know something still works even when I'm you know handling (laughs) other things but you know I I realized too with boohooing the other night to my boyfriend about like people don't want to talk to me they just want my reading that I haven't said that to anybody 
I think it's so easy for me as a manifester and a human and, and Tanner being Tanner to forget, like, it's so loud in my inner world hmm. that I forget. It's literally, like, not in my rationale to naturally assume, oh, I have to tell people. I have to share. Right. I have to let them know what's going on. Because it's so visceral and real and raw that I'm like, how could you not know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so funny because, like, I see, like, it's slightly irrational to be like, people don't read minds, but, like, it's so present for me right. that I kind of fill in those gaps. And one of my favorite games to play when my boyfriend and I are, like, on a road trip is, you know, we'll be talking or whatever, and, you know, the conversation, like, will dip and come back up, and I'll say something, like, kind of random. And I only realize it's random because I'm like, I wonder how he thinks I got from point A to point F on this. I'm like, honey, do you want to know, like, the train of thought that just went through my head to lead to this in, like, 0.5 seconds? And he's like, yeah, and I tell him, and he's like, I would have never have guessed that you got that from that. And it's really fun, you know? And it helps me to be mindful, and it's also like, I get to share something with you. But, yeah, that's a big thing as a manifester. And I think I'm going to be learning and reaffirming that for Mm. quite some time of it feels so present and real for me that that energy of, like, I'm just kind of, like, spearheading through this world and through my life that to stop and slow down and explain myself, like, like almost physically aches. It almost, like, I can feel my joints be like, wait, no, don't do that. I'm like, no, it's okay. But there's this, like, rush to go through life and, like, just I'll tell you when I need you. Step out of the way. Don't look at me while I'm walking through public. You know, I got this. Like, let me do it. And no one knows what's going on. And it's it's a lesson I, again, I'm going to be learning for quite some time. But what I can say is being in the place that I'm in and, you know, giving myself permission to openly complain a little bit, like not super dramatic, like don't spill the tea, like don't be, you know, just reel it in a little bit, but, you know, be honest and, you know, open up about it that, like, I recently went through this and you also reached out to me, like, I had you and a couple other friends <laughs> reach out and I was like, oh my god, I love you so much, thank you. I, it really was, like, shown to me that I have been so in my own world and, since you know allowing myself to be like comfortable even if it didn't feel natural to to open up and share in that moment I I've been rewarded I've been rewarded you know with you know friends popping in my inbox with you know feeling a weight off my shoulders of oh yeah there are other people out there and you know I don't have to do this alone even though like sometimes I really want to Mm -hmm. um and and then of course that's when the manifestations come through you like let it all out you're like it's (laughs) never gonna happen it's never gonna work and then like the next day it's literally like a phone call of like it all works yeah it's fine (laughs) and I'm like oh cool that was a lot easier than I than I made it like it was a lot harder than it needed to be well I can say for certain whenever I see your posts like there's something about like the way you write and I just have to respond to it so I think it's just it's just like that magic you have and like I don't know like when I saw that post the other day I was like I have to say something to her it's so important like that was my response so you definitely have that like pull and allure but I can totally see how like 
being a manifester, it's so easy to like be in your own world because you don't really need other people to like navigate through. You're not waiting for other people to like tell you the things that you need to do to initiate you. So it's like easy for you to just be like, well, on your own path. And then like be kind of like oblivious to the fact that nobody else has any idea what's going on inside of there. Like I can totally get that. I see that in my own son. I'm like, what are you what are you doing right now? Like, he's got, like, all these different random pieces and parts, like, from God knows where. He, like, hoards little, like, trinkets, and he's, like, putting them together. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? He's, like, a little inventor. But, like, you know, just to see that and see how, like, in the zone you can get, it can be hard to, like, be pulled out of that, you know? Um yeah. But you had some exciting things. I know you're not going to get into what exactly it is, right? But you had an exciting call to action and a little initiation. Yes, and it's, of course, there. when I go these long periods where I'm like, I haven't manifested anything. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it was actually really easy. And it's... um, an opportunity to continue working with some people that I met with when I was interning at the publishing house. And then since I was an intern there, um, and I finished my bachelor's in creative writing, like I, I'm an independent contractor. So like I do editing projects with them and I've worked with authors, but there's, um, a couple partners from there who are working on a project with, um, other entrepreneurs and they're, you know, really wanting to like spearhead some of the streaming space. And, you know, they're just, they're at a point where they're wanting to like build a team and get the right people. And I was talking to to one of the guys the other day and he's like, yeah, I want to open a sub office in LA and I'm kind of looking for someone to like run that office. And I was like, Logan would not like LA, but he would also move there if the pay was good. <laughs> like, just, just like if you wanted to, but you don't have to. And I'm like, that's cool. I like, I just want to like get my get my toes wet and get in there because I'm like I can I know I can show up and boss people around and like <laughs> help with the with the vision the bird's eye view like I know that but I think you know especially coming from the manifestor's perspective what's been a challenge for me is that on paper mm. it's feels as if which it's not true if I sat down and got over got over my um, rattiness for a minute that I have I mean I am qualified and I. You know, I've had a lot of experience, but there are moments where it's like, I know the higher version of this, that uh, to connect it and to try and describe it and like make the case for it to someone who, who does not understand that is a little discouraging. And sometimes I'll, I'll go through these phases of like, I don't feel confident in, in explaining that. And some of that comes from informing, but you know, there's also just like leaning in and trusting and, you know, the worst thing they can say is no. And you know, no skin off my back, like it's whatever, something else will come along. Um, so hopefully what will happen, because this is, I tell people, like, all I want to do is get paid to travel, travel a lot, talk to people, find the talent. I don't want to be the talent. I want to find the talent, push, push the person onto the center of the stage with the microphone, like, like take care of everything. Like I'm super like the, like head honcho behind the scenes on things, which makes sense because like, I love editing for people. And then, you know, my boyfriend's in the same boat. He, you know, he's been in a couple bands and he's still in a band, but he also, you know, his passion is audio engineering and mixing. So like all of the stuff that leads to the final product. So it's, we have that in common and 
were like, what if like we could do a studio one day and do all the stuff? And I'm like, yeah, like I would love to do that. Let me do that. <laughs> let me just run things behind the scenes and boss everyone around and let me manage your life. And he's like, that's totally fine. I'm sick because that's all I want to do. I'm like, let me run stuff off the platform. Mm-hmm. Like that's very much of like what I feel drawn to. So like describing that to somebody is like. There's not always, like, a, a job occupation title for that. You just kind of have to find something that fits. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's been such a struggle for me or a challenge for me is, like, for a minute, something will be like, yeah, that's the thing that describes what I do and what I want to do in my own unique way. But then you get, like, ten steps into it and you're like, yeah, no, that doesn't fit anymore. Like, can I just, like, show up and do it? Like, can we skip the titles? Can we skip all those other stuff? Like, let me just show up and do it because I know I can do it. Um, and being able to explain that to people. So I, and I've been thinking too of like, as I begin newer projects and finally, <laughs> finally allowing myself to, um, what did, how did he put it the other day? My boyfriend's like, it's really scary to like realize how big your potential is. And I'm mm. in the moment of like, ah! potential he's like yes you do like but being a baby about it I'm like, oh. and he's like no really it's fine this is like the night before I get up like get on the phone and talk to someone about all this stuff I'm like oh okay well stepping into that like you know thinking of okay moving forward how do I want to continue to use my strategy and inform and and I think for me not backtracking but um zooming out and again all of these simple, straightforward tools that have been handed to me, like working with my tarot, writing and journaling, very plainly informing and, you know, allowing myself to initiate and and reminding myself, and I've known this forever, but allowing myself to be like, they have their own free will. My job is not beyond this thing. And I'm okay with that, but I don't always believe sometimes that the client or the person I'm working with is okay with that I don't think they understand like I'm just like I'm going to spark the fire but you have to tend to it Mm -hmm. and and that's also a hard pill for people to swallow so I'm I'm kind of like keeping that in mind as I go in because you know, in, in like a couple months, if I show up on my Instagram, I'm like, I'm in LA and I'm doing this thing and I'm producing a TV show or something, or we're, we're creating a project. Like people are going to be excited, but they're going to be very confused. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, just, you know, keeping, keeping in mind, like what has worked for me, what hasn't worked. And the more challenging thing is keeping it simple and allowing the space, the space to, expand in my own inner world the space to allow the flow to come in and create like that's that as a manifester is a really big thing as well as balance and something that I've really truly been learning is balance and especially for someone like me it's it's challenging so within the spiritual community we we kind of talk about aiming for alignment we aim for alignment and resonance and the reason we aim for that is because we're not always in alignment. But the other thing to really like, I think for me, the primary thing that I'm actually seeking is balance. Mm-hmm. And balance, I'm learning, does not happen in a day. Mm-mm. Especially for a manifester, especially for someone who is who is dancing to the beat of their own drum and and not giving a flying hoot about anything. But 
it's balance for me and what I do and how I cycle through things. A balance can happen across seven days. It can happen across an entire month. It can happen across an entire year. And being able to recognize that my space can stretch that far Mm. and to kind of slow down, like literally like take the, take the calendar and like stretch it out. Like it's silly putty and be like, you have this space in here to find and tap into the balance of that. And in order to do that, whatever, whatever you're operating under, you need to have a level of discernment. And so like for me, my level of discernment is this perspective of human design offers me, um, a lot of tools and understanding about myself so that I can continue to seek balance. Um, same thing with like dipping my toes in, in other perspectives or, you know, going to church occasionally with my boyfriend. It's like, I have a discernment of, I know what I know, but I'm also open to receiving in unseen ways. And that's, that's my spiel about that. That's why, like, <laughs> any other manifestors out there who are like, I am just dying for any information at this point. Like, oh I need, gosh. like, if I had, like, here, here's the bullet point outline of, like, how to handle these certain things or what to do, like, that would hmm. be great. But a lot of it is, I just know this for myself. Every time I, I've read a little description or, or a blog or heard someone the, like the, the like five minute snippet of manifestors on like other other places I'm like I already knew that like to some degree I already knew this to be true for me and it's mm-hmm. it's reassuring to have it affirmed and confirmed but it's not to be validation for anything that's another that's another thing you need to like be mindful of with your discernment of is this confirmation or is this validation you bring so many like amazing points. I love your perspective on balance. Like I, mm-hmm. even though I'm a generator, like I still struggle with balance in my life. I wear way too many hats. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. You can find balance and it doesn't have to be in a day. Um, but I'm going to put a link in the show notes um, for people who are interested in working with you or checking you out on Instagram. If by the time I post this, there's an update, I'll include that at the end of this episode so that people can know what you're up to because I'm really excited for you. And I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see how you unleash your manifestor powers in the world and get those fires started so thank you so much for coming on the episode with me and talking about all things manifestor it's been so enlightening (laughs) of course it's been an honor and I again just want to and I know it's going to make you a little bit weepy but I definitely want to like virtual hug like (laughs) celebrate you and the mindfulness you have like with all of your relationships especially your child like for a manifestor child like Mm. that is so important and to feel seen and to be understood and he's gonna appreciate it so much more when he's a teenager than right now but (laughs) I can tell you you do it great thank you so much Thank you for tuning in this week on Human Design Podcast. For more episodes and content like this, please share our message and like us, subscribe, leave a review, or share with your friend. 
the more that I can get this out there, the more people I can help, and the more content I can bring to you guys. Also, don't forget to check out, I have some awesome coaching services. I do soul coaching where I connect you to your intuition, your inner voice. I also do some combination of human design and soul coaching. And for those generators out there, I really enjoy helping you guys connect to your sacral authority to learn what it is you're actually tuning into. So check that out. That's all on my website. You can look at the link in the show notes. And until next week, I'll see you then.